This is something we talked about on the show last week as this was coming to the Vancouver Park Board talking about a major infrastructure project. This is to upgrade the water tunnels which are below uh, Stanley Park and last night the park board approved that proposed land use agreement from Metro Vancouver with the Greater Vancouver Water District to go ahead and approve the construction of that tunnel which will span about 1.4 kilometers under Stanley Park. So what does this actually mean for the park as this project gets underway? Scott Jensen joins us now ABC Park Board Chair. Scott thank so much for taking some time today. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me today. Well, this is such a big project, and I know it's been in the works for quite a few years. Does this mean, though, it will go ahead and construction will get underway uh, sometime within the next few months? Yes, it does. Can you explain a little bit as well, then, what what is this project going to be doing? I mentioned it's going to be upgrading, installing a new water main, but what exactly is this project going to be doing? Uh, so what it's going to be doing is it's going to be replacing the uh, what's called the, the Capilano 4 uh, pipeline and replacing it with what's now called the Capilano number 5 water main. And as you said, it's a 1.4 kilometer uh, pipeline that's uh, going to connect from uh, the north end of the Bard Inlet in the uh, north end of Stanley Park, Bard Inlet, uh, to Chilcote Street. And so um, what's going to happen is they're going to build, uh, well, they're going to have three uh, shafts, one at uh, the north end of Stanley Park at the Burrard Inlet, uh, one at the kind of center point of Stanley Park, uh, right at the workshard there, and one at Choco Street. And uh, so from those um, spots, they are going to be uh, uh, digging down. And then once down deep enough, they're going to, uh, from the center spot, uh, dig towards those two um, other mains to create the... Um, the the pipe space for the new uh, Cap uh, Capilano number five water main. So there is going to be three major locations for this work, uh, but it is not a cut and cover. It is a um, a, a an underground uh, uh, tunneling. What do you think it will look like, or what will the impacts be then on the ground? What will people see? Well, the main sites that people will see um, will be. In, in my opinion, the, the, the north end of the Bard Inlet shaft, because at that point, um, as, as uh, anyone who is traveling either on a, in a car, on a bike, or uh, they are going to have uh, the traffic uh, be moved to a, a single lane um, route, and that's going to be um, to allow the, the truck traffic to, to access that, that one main um, and so at that end, there'll simply be the uh, visual of merging into one lane. Uh, the other major area is at uh, Chilco Street. And so at that area, um, it is across the street from you know, a, a residential building. At, but uh, the uh, metro is, uh, in, you know, did a lot of uh, discussion yesterday and listened to a lot of residents yesterday um, about the uh, the mitigating strategies that they're going to be putting in place to uh, help ensure that uh, this is done with uh, as minimal of uh, effect to, or impact to that neighborhood as possible. 
I know there were some concerns that were brought forward. I think it was back in 2021 when this project was before the board or before Metro Vancouver. And the, and the idea then was it was going to get started the next year. That obviously hasn't happened yet. But there were a lot of concerns specifically from residents in those residential buildings. Is that what you're hearing this time from residents as well? Yes. And and so what we heard yesterday is, is Metro uh, explained their engagement uh, um plan that they had uh, been engaging with uh, so many different stakeholders over the last number of years and that they had reached out and and, uh, communicated to over 500 residents. Uh, Yesterday we had uh, 14 speakers and and all of them did speak about the concerns of uh, specifically that Chilco location. Unfortunately, that is where that water main is. And so that's where that work needs to happen. And so um, what uh, was really significant is uh, the Metro uh, presentation team was there to hear all of these concerns from the the residents and were able to answer um, and provide some feedback to those residents. And they are... uh, you know, really promising to ensure that this will have um, as as minor of an impact as possible um, for the uh, the work that's going to be done. And again, uh, each and every one of the speakers that presented yesterday did indicate that this is necessary work and that this must be done. And uh, so. It, we're looking at a, at a major project that's going to provide water uh, to Vancouver, Richmond, and beyond. And so, you know, this um, the um, the work that's being done is is um, going to be impactful. But you know, the Metro has, has promised to try to do this in in a way that's going to have the as minimal impact as possible. Because when you look at the report too, I mean, it does sound and 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 I, I get what you're saying. People agree this does need to be done. It's it's likely overdue. But looking at the project itself, it talks about the fact that that the direct impacts will include the removal of trees, the removal of park amenities, temporary closures or modifications of existing pathways and trails, and that that it will have a big impact on transportation. Those traffic flow changes uh, going down to one lane, and this is going to be, uh, is it uh, six days a week for a five-year period? It does seem like it's going to have a big impact or people will notice a difference. Well, certainly. And as I said, it, you will notice, um, you know, specifically, you know, as you're going through the north end of, of Stanley Park, as you're, tr- as you're going to leave either through Pipeline Road or go the, the, the full way around the park. Um, and, you know, as we've seen over the last number of years, uh, as we start to to share the lane within Stanley Park, there there are some some challenges there. Uh, that being said, um, you know, Metro is committed to ensuring that uh, that location, as individuals are coming to share that that lane, that that's done in a very safe and, and manageable way. Um, again, you know, I think most users understand that we're looking at you know typically uh, a three month period where you, we have you know maximizing that that route. After that, as we get into the the fall, winter, and, and early spring, um, you're looking at less impact in that that northern end. Um, you know, with the the central shaft area, which is happening again at the the workshop. You know there will be a loss of, of some parking spots there, um, and so we're we're hopeful that uh, you know as people are planning to come into events in the future, that you know we're recognizing that and 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 people are coming in with alternate means of transportation. Uh, again, with the Chilco site, um, we are 
you know, the uh, residents, you know, were informed that, you know, the bulk of this, uh, this work is going to be happening at the center shaft location. So the, the Chilco site will be having work done there. But again, the, the way that this work has been planned is that the, the excavation is going to be occurring through that center shaft location, which doesn't have as much uh, of a public uh, presence in there. My concern, as we were talking through this yesterday, is uh, at that center shaft, there are a number of horses. And, and to ensure that, that the horses um, were being remembered as this work was being done. And uh, again, uh, there are plans to mitigate the sound at that location as well. Mm, all right. Uh, when do you think the work will get started then? I, I can't speak to that. Um, I, I, I do know that, the, you know, the, in the report that they do, do state that it will be completed in, in 2019. Um, but uh, they, um, you know, what they mentioned yesterday is a lot of pl- preliminary work that's going to be going on. Uh, and, and when that start date happens, uh, I'm not exactly sure. But again, the major work, uh, I, I believe that they're scheduling that for early next year. Okay. And I, I think you mean 2029. You said 2019. Yes. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we all, don't we wish it was finished in 2019? <laughs> yes, exactly. I'd be a lot younger. <laughs> All right. So that, that will get underway. Uh, Scott, I wanted to ask you uh, quickly, if I could as well. I know the board was also talking about user fees, potentially user fees increasing as a way for the park board to try and generate more revenue. Was a decision made on that? Uh, so what we did pass yesterday was the Think Big strategy. Now this is a strategy; it's not a um, it's not part of our, our budget that we'll be uh, voting on later in this this calendar year. Uh, but what we were looking at is an infrastructure fee, and and what that infrastructure fee would be looking at is ensuring that when individuals are paying money at a certain location, that that money stays within that certain location. And so what we want to ensure is happening is as the park board uh, begins to uh, see greater services provided and and greater enhancement within our spaces, that uh, that money stays within that space and that money can then be reinvested into that space. So um, we're not looking at this as as being an onerous charge. We're looking at this as as being something that, uh, again, is, is a way to add more services, add more amenities to these existing facilities within our our, uh, our parks and community spaces. So um, that is a way for us to ensure that we actually, as a board, have that money for future budgets and for future enhancements. Did it go into any details, though, on, on what user fees would look like? Would this be increasing fees for, for civic places that you're already paying, say, pools and such? Or would this be bringing in new fees for using some uh, of the properties or some of the places that are governed by the park board? This is a, was a very expansive uh, uh, report, and so it does cover quite a bit. And again, uh, we're looking at things that are, are, are shorter-term investments as well as things that are longer-term planning. Um, what I would say is that um, the, the fee increases that, that might be considered are fee increases that are going to make us more in line with the rest of the lower mainland. Uh, so we, we have recognized that there are areas within uh, Vancouver that are artificially low. And, and due to that low user fee, you know, we're not able to invest back into our, uh, our, into our amenities. Uh, you know, it's been brought up numerous times that uh, you know, golfing in Vancouver 
uh, at one of our public courses is, is one of the best deals in, in the lower mainland. And, and certainly we want to keep it affordable so that individuals um, from all areas of, of the, the lower mainland can come and enjoy these uh these courses uh but we also have to recognize that uh you know we're moving into a a different uh uh, economy than things were you know years and years ago so we have to you know ensure that we're um making our revenues to cover our costs and and making sure that we're reinvesting that back into our our infrastructure we're in the situation we are in right now with with a lot of crumbling infrastructure because investments haven't been made because our um our, our fees have been kept at such an artificially low rate. So for us, we're just trying to modernize and make sure that, uh, you know, our our facilities are a little bit more self-sufficient because we want to invest in our infrastructure. The community wants to see better things. We don't want to have, you know, the facades of our buildings falling down. And so it's really important that, uh, you know, we start to, uh, you know, reinvest our money back into our facilities. Right. And, and I think you're referencing the aquatic centre there. So would that be something that maybe at aquatic centres or community centres, uh, golf courses, like you mentioned, that that's where the fees might increase? Well, I'm not going to, to speculate at this point in time. As I said, uh, these are decisions that are going to come up closer to our budget set schedule in November. Uh, but I would say that, again, what we would be looking at is um, ensuring that an infrastructure fee is um, in place where we might see that some of that money is bleeding out of the park board and so that we're ensuring that this money is staying in these facilities. So if it is um, desired that the Vancouver Aquatic Centre can support uh, a infrastructure fee increase uh, that would allow that money to be reinvested back into that aquatic centre, that would be something that we'd be considering in the future. Scott, thanks so much for joining us. A lot happening at the park board. So thanks for your time today. My pleasure. Thank you very much.